Blog Talk Radio. Civil War, 
between blacks and whites, so it could be white folks shooting at us. It could be all kinds of things. Because today, you ever notice today, there's some people that love that whole masked up look. You ever notice that? You ever see people that got that whole the mask and the hood and the glasses and the, you know, like they're riding in, in gun smoke and wide earth days. They're, they're totally covered. And that's oh, yeah. serious. One thing that, it's one thing to cover yourself up for respiratory situations with COVID and all that and breathing, but some people just go in, in the dark and they walk around like they're just not going to be identified. And to me, that's very, very scary. It's like, like they want to have the, the edge on somebody or the odds, you know. So what do you well, think is constituting all this killing? I think that it... I think it's just a major loss of self-control. It just seems like people just don't have any self-control. The least little thing that happens, the 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 go-to solution is get a gun and shoot somebody, kill somebody. You know, it's like people don't want to resolve their differences verbally or anything like that anymore. It's like all about the gun. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. What do you think, Kettle? I don't want to keep blaming it on the pandemic. I think it's always been there, but I think that people are blaming the pandemic. You know, since we've been shut down for a couple of years and people are just getting out. And, you know, um, I think it's finances um, because I noticed a lot of robberies. I noticed... uh, D.C. area, either carjacking. Um, recently, they talked about robberies in jewelry stores. Um, I think people are just trapped for money because they're saying that the economy is just um, prices have gone up. They so might like even go to the store, prices have gone up, but items have shrunk. You know, um, it's just ridiculous. And I think people are strapped. People just don't know what to do. Um, you know, how to handle uh, finances. They don't have it, so they got to find some means of getting it. So it's just, it's just more violence in the world, I think. It's, um, you know, it's sad, right. but it's true, you know. People just trying to survive. I think that's the key thing. So they're in survival mode. So, yeah. Yeah, that could be. It seems like folk are just tripping. And it's not just Philly. It's like all over the place. Did you all see that situation where this uh, young young guy, young black guy, killed a reporter and shot the cameraman, shot uh, a mother, killed her four-year-old, a nine-year-old, I believe, daughter, or four-year-old, I mm-hmm. forgot the child's age. This is stuff is just crazy. Yeah. He had already killed yeah. a woman. Then he came back to the scene. And that's when he started, you know, open fire on the camera crew that was reporting on the woman he had previously killed. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, and I didn't hear Santos say a word about that either. Oh, and that, was, governor, that was in Florida? It happened, yeah, it was in Florida. Uh, and I didn't see, well, I don't have local news, so I really can't, you know, say if he did have a comment on that or what have you, but, uh, you know, it's uh but you know, um, Kettle, you have a you have a real valid point there. 
I really mm-hmm. can agree with what you said financially. Because, you know, finance is a real, and I had to learn in my older age, finance is a real strategy thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just like I think Snoop Dogg put it real well, where you got to keep your mind on your money and your money on your mind. <laughs> and that's that's very prob that's very prominent. You need to know mm-hmm. what you're working with, and you ain't got to be working with a lot, but you got to know how to do it, how to how to handle it, and know when to say when, and when to back off. And if you ain't got it, you need to stay on the porch. Because some people still mm-hmm. want to get out there and don't have don't have a dime, but they still they'll dress up and dress out and. You know, jump in their car on a Saturday night, and they ain't got but 20 spots to their name. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And now mm-hmm. they're, like you said, they're in the in, in the fix-it mode. or and, and there's so many vulnerable situations today that people can take advantage of. I was in a supermarket the other day. A lady was looking over at some stuff with her child in the in the freezer department. And this, this just happened a couple of days ago. And I... I went past her cart with my cart, and she was totally turned the other way, and her wallet and pocketbook was sitting right there in front of me. Mm. I mean, literally right there. The wallet was actually outside the pocketbook, and it was sitting at the top Mm. of the cart. And I said, wow. And the child, a little two-, three-year-old child, had her completely preoccupied. Mm. And I'm not saying she had $100. I I ain't saying she had $1,000 in this wallet. But to take her wallet would have messed up her whole week, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, to and it just goes to show you that people that, like you said, kind of is on that desperate mode, mm-hmm. they will do that. They'll take it. They'll take it. And that person, she'll get back after the baby calms down and get back in the car, and she'll be hysterical the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, my wallet, my wallet, oh my wallet, boy. and somebody just eased on out the door with it. And when they open it up, all they see in there is a bunch of regular stuff. You know, she ain't got mm-hmm. nothing major in there. Probably got about $110, driver's license, a couple credit cards, you know, nothing major. But people mm-hmm. steal for the sake of stealing, and it's sad. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. But, uh, okay. well, you ready for the rundown, Kettle? Sure, sure, yeah. All right, yeah. let's go ahead and get to the rundown. What you got for us tonight? Okay, uh, in focus. The U.S. has a teacher shortage. HBCUs are helping to change that. Also, U.S. announces $2 billion in defense funds and equipment for Ukraine. And Ohio toxic train wreck was 100% preventable. Also, our cocktail of the week across the Pacific was Papa with Papa Didi. Of course, we have to lighten it up with our weird news. The Japanese artist turns his with freaky flesh-like accessories. Okay. Las Vegas Steve still uh, catalytic uh, converter from Winner, a Wiener Mobile. Okay. And thief admits stealing thousands of Cadbury cream Easter eggs. All right. I'm just saying with red wine, please stop talking. Living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood rapper, the kissing list and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. Mm-hmm. 
Living just enough, just enough for the shit Okay, but why are we doing Stevie Wonder? I thought we were doing pajama party. Well, I, was, I was talking about my little, uh, one, of my segment, one of my segments, one of my segments of uh, Living for the City. Join the party. Now you ride me. That's every Friday night at 9. Pajama party. No yeah. clothes allowed. Kettle and red wine. Uh, step on my parade. I had the mic first. And they're coming in just trying to, uh, you know. It's my turn. Oh, yeah, I don't know what number to call. colleges, many HBCUs first existed in some form as 
quote-unquote normal schools or training programs for teachers. I remember that because they had um, a teacher's college here in the uh, 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 D.C. area, and that's where a lot of black um, teachers came from as well. Um, I think they named that. I think it was called Armstrong. And, um, yeah, so. Okay. Hey, kudos to the HBCU uh, schools. I mean, like I said, it's something we already knew, but, you know, white folks had to put a study out there to tell us this. <laughs> so what do yeah, you Yeah, I wonder how much they spent. I wonder how much they spent on that study. <laughs> oh, boy. Too much damn money. Uh-uh. But, uh, well, at least they're acknowledging it, you know, so I guess, you know, yeah. we can't fault it, but so much. I can't. All right. I mean, but a lot, a lot of this started in, like, the little schools on, on um, quote-unquote, slaves' properties and stuff like that. You know, we couldn't, you know, the blacks couldn't go to white schools, so we taught ourselves, you know, on these farms yeah. and different things, you know. So, hey, we started way back then. Well, that's what happened when they said that we couldn't come to their schools. Black folks said, okay, mm-hmm. well, we'll create our own. And then what did they right. do? When they realized, mm-hmm. okay, they're getting too smart, they're learning too much, what did they do? They uh, came and burned mm-hmm. them all down. Yeah, you know. Don't hate. Don't hate. <laughs> exactly. as they say. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah. so, you know, haters so you, don't hate. Would you yeah, what do you think, Papa? Did they need a study for that? <laughs> no, they really didn't need a study for that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the one thing that I see, and you know, with me being in a job market as long as I have, a lot of people, the reason why they got to get teachers from the HBCU colleges is because a lot of our white counterparts, they're not really going into that field too much anymore. As long as mm-hmm. they get that degree, they're off, they're off into a whole other evolution. You know, like on the railroad, for example, and not only the railroad, but other places, they have what's called a management trainee program Mm -hmm. where they call it management trainee, but you're going to be a manager of that company. But they put Mm -hmm. you in a position where you go around different departments of that company until they find an opening for you. Mm-hmm. And you get paid a certain amount of money until you get in that area. And once you get in that area, you slide in that department. You know, I mm-hmm. know a couple of railroads that does that do that, you know. Amtrak mm-hmm. does that. New Jersey Transit does that. And a lot of people take that degree. And you'd be surprised the people that they have. Big, I knew a couple of people that work, let's say, for New Jersey Transit, for example. These people had degrees in psychology. You know, mm-hmm. because they, most people say they get a degree in psychology because it's the easiest degree to get because no ma- no math is involved, you know, mm-hmm. or very little math is involved or basic math is involved because some people avoid math like the plague when it comes to algebra and geometry and trigonometry, you know what I mean? Some people mm-hmm. just ain't ready for that. They ain't ready for that. So I've heard three or four people say, oh, yeah, I have a degree in such a but they're working on the railroad. But all that was required was a degree. So there's a lot of people that's going to school, and they're not even taking that degree into being a teacher. They're like, okay, I got my degree. I'm doing something else. Mm-hmm. So, But a lot of black folks, when they want to be a teacher, they fulfill that dream, and they go do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. It really is. Well, yeah. 
Yeah. We, we think we're one. I mean, I, I agree that they didn't need a study to figure that out, but I'm glad that they're acknowledging the contributions of the HBCUs and how they're basically turning out the teachers that are necessary because, like you just said, there's a definite shortage and a lot of people are, you know, veering away from being a teacher, for one, because the pay is so low and the stress mm-hmm. is so high. Right. You know, because now teachers got to learn how to deal with active shooters. They got to learn how to mm-hmm. deal with unruly children. Oh, yeah. Crazy yeah. parents, you know, all kind of crazy mm-hmm. rules and stuff that school boards come up with, it's it's been one thing after another. And then on top of all yeah. of that, they don't get paid what they really should be getting paid. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe with this $18 million, um, maybe it'll be stretched across the board. You know, it's a help. Uh, you know, some good incentives and getting, uh, um, you know, more teachers in, up in there. So we'll see. Yeah. You know they probably mm-hmm. won't see that in their paycheck. That money will go wherever. Yeah, not the right place, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, so we'll no. yeah. yeah, I think All that, right. was, that was a pretty good article there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good information, so thank you for that one. All right, I've got one. Uh, let's go international with all this stuff going on with the Ukraine. Uh, the U.S. has announced $2 billion, would it be, $2 billion in defense funds and equipment that we're going to give the Ukraine to try to help them fight uh, against Russia. So the White House announced a plan. They're going to send $2 billion in defense funds and equipment as part of their new security assistance package to mark the one-year anniversary of the Russian invasion, as they call it. Now, this package is being funded through the Ukraine Security Assistance Initiative, which is intended to reaffirm the strengthening relationship between the United States and the Ukraine, while at the same time shoring up the country's air defenses against the continuing bombardment that's coming, you know, from Russia. Uh, As part of this deal, the Defense Department has agreed to provide some additional weapons systems, communications, counter-detection equipment, artillery, ammunition, laser-guided rocket munitions, and several other capabilities that will help the Ukraine continue to try to hold their ground in this war. Um, Department of Energy is also planning to send a third shipment. Now, that's a third. They've already sent two. They're going to send a third shipment of electrical transmission grid equipment by early next month to provide backup power. And they said some of this money is going to go toward training, maintenance, and sustaining the defense effort in the coming months. So I don't know how long this war is going to go on, but I think Ukraine has made it very clear, no matter what y'all do, we are not giving up. And Russia has made it clear, no matter how you fight, we're not giving up. So now the White House is saying they plan to ask Congress for an additional $250 million for additional emergency assistance 
to help uh, Ukraine maintain their power grid and another $300 million in emergency aid to bring independence to Moldova. I'm just trying to understand where where do we get all this money from? I mean, $250 million, $300 million, they're giving $2 billion in equipment and just it's a lot. You know, I mean, mm. I don't have any ill feelings toward the people of the Ukraine. They have fought hard and and diligently in mm. this war. But how much more can the United States do? You know, even though other countries are doing doing stuff and it just seems like, you know, as usual, United States mm-hmm. is putting up the majority of the money. Boy. But um, I'm, I'm just trying to understand why are we even helping? And we need help over here in the United States ourselves. Um, you know, apparently, you know, I look at it as the United States helping other countries because we want something. Or we might need their help in the future. But how can we, how can they help us if they're in a war? You know, we probably had to go over there and help them rebuild as well. We're going to ask for money later on. That's the only thing that I don't like right now. Go ahead and yeah. give them the whatever billions you're going to give them, and that's it. You know, why keep giving and giving? Let's just write them a check, get on down the road, and say, okay, good luck. I mean, you know, and go from there. Yeah, you would that's, think that's so. That's my sentiment. Yeah, so... Well, I think the U.S. looks at it from the humanitarian standpoint. And, you know, it's like once you start helping and you see what Mm -hmm. the situation is, I think they feel that it would be very cold and heartless if you have the money and know what the need is to say, uh, Mm -hmm. we already gave, so y'all have to figure it out. Right. Or have a cutting point off. You know, if you're going to give um, $5 billion, go ahead and write that damn check and get on down the road. You know, stop giving and giving. Or unless you're going to give $5 billion over, um, you know, a couple of years. Hopefully you're not thinking that the wars will last that long. But if you're going to give it over a couple of years, it, it, it can be stretched out, you know. So, but, um, I agree just with you. With that I one, think. One, yeah, yeah. I think that would be a better strategy because otherwise, Mm -hmm. I mean, they can just keep coming back and keep coming back. You know, we need more of this, we need this, we need that. And and Mm -hmm. the U.S. just keeps on, you know, just. And the other thing that I have a problem with 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 this whole war is the way that the media covers it. Mm -hmm. You know, when every time I see coverage and they're showing dead bodies in the street. I do not understand why do we have to see that. We know how bad it is. We know people are dying. We know people have been killed. But do we really need to see it like in the morning on the news coverage and they're showing even if you kind of blur out faces and all of that, we don't need to see dead bodies in the street. I just feel like sometimes the media just does stuff for the sensationalism of it. And I I just have a real problem with that. But that's just me. I mean, what do you all think about that? 
Maybe you know something that we don't when it comes to why we have to support that particular situation. I think it's it gets to the point where it's our job to keep everybody woke, to try to keep everything going on and all. And because other companies, I mean, other, other countries, you can't really depend on them as much as you think you can. We call them allies, but, you know, they've been free for so long that, they couldn't even put up a fight. Think, I think America just appreciates the fact of how uh, how they're fighting back, you know? They're really saying, wow, these guys are really putting Putin in a situation, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, they're great allies for us to have because we're going to need people that knows Putin like that, you know? I think they're thinking on whole different levels of... Uh, Really having something like a, like in football, like having an offensive coordinator. You know, they say, look, we ever got a problem with Russia, we can go to to him and uh, find out what what's up. You know, what talk to Ukraine and see how we can challenge Putin because they've been handling his ass. You know, mm-hmm. and he's talking about launching nuclear weapons, and now China is getting in there saying, nah, let's do some peace talks because China knows that once you launch those nuclear weapons. It all depends on who's downwind to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's why Chinese try to stop that shit because they could be closer, you know, at, uh, with the, as far as the atmosphere is concerned. China mm-hmm. could be closer to the atmosphere to Russia, the United States, saying, yo, man, you mess around and do some dumb shit like that. You're going to mess us up. So China mm-hmm. now is trying to do some peace talks to talk Russia out of shooting off some nuclear missiles like they were threatening to do, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, I, I, I hope nobody presses that nuclear button. That's all I got to say. Yeah. yeah, yeah don't do that. Be, yeah. Don't do that. Just, it would be bad all the way around. Right. Mm-hmm. That would be more money, more money. Yeah. Just mess up mm-hmm. a whole lot of stuff. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. yeah it's too much money. All right. That's yeah. all I had on that one. Yeah, it's just too much money so floating much money around. Money. Well, we uh, we yep. done already pissed, we done already pissed away a bunch of money in the in Afghanistan. We did it with the Iraq War. It seemed like every time a different president comes in, they throwing billions of dollars in another direction instead of at North Philly. You know what I mean? Or Southeast DC or North New Jersey. You know, that's what's mm-hmm. pissing me off. You know. So yeah, I agree. Yep. All right. All right. Well, let's keep it moving. Uh, what's your in focus, Papa Didi? Well, I want to talk about this whole railroad thing going on right now because, you know, and I'm going to talk about it also in uh, what's popping because, you know, it's a damn shame because I really used to, uh, <clears throat> I used to really respect Norfolk Southern. You know, I always thought they was a real, you know, it came to their control centers and everything. It was always up to date with all their technology and, you know, all the stuff. Because they're in competition. I wouldn't say competition. Well, I guess you could say competition. They're in competition with CSX, you know. Back in the day, there was a railroad called Conrail. You know, and Conrail went out and, well, not went out, but CSX kind of took over the whole situation on that level. And then you got Norfolk Southern, and they all 
take care or they travel different railroads in different areas, you know? You know, CSX is more of your real real East Coast kind of uh, stuff. And then Norfolk Southern, they kind of do all the roundabout stuff. They go everywhere, really. They're, they're all over the place, you know. They're Manassas and Alexandria. You're going all up Atlanta and New Orleans. And they, you know, Norfolk Southern gets around. Ohio, like they did, going out to Chicago. Norfolk Southern is major. And CSX does stuff in the other direction, you know, most of the East Coast stuff, you know, your, uh, you know, Connecticut and your Boston and all down by Philadelphia and stuff like that. So they all got their own territories. They go they go everywhere. But what gets me with this particular, uh, before I get into the story, there was 150 cars on this particular train. Now, the more cars that you have, the more engines you need to pull them because of the weight capacity. So 150 cars means at least three engines. Now, when you have three engines, you only have one crew. A crew is usually an engineer, a conductor, and what they call a brakeman, okay? So there was three crew members, 150 cars, and let's say three motors pulling this. Now, that's a lot of equipment for just three people. And you got to understand, too, and with my knowledge of the railroad, 150 cars, man, that's almost a mile back. You know what I mean? And most of your crew members, all your crew members sit up front with the engineer. And they monitor the movement. They monitor all the different warning signs and different things that come over the engineer's cab on what's happening with the equipment. But they can't see everything when all your, your train stretches a mile and a half back. You know, you could be going through Jersey and the rest of your train is still in Pennsylvania. You could be going through D.C. and your train is still going through Virginia. Or going through Maryland and the ass end of your train is still in Delaware. And what happened, they were saying that they had some what's called, you know, your uh, your wheel bearings. You know, those, those bearings on the wheels get hot after a while, you know, because the wheel is always turning and it's metal to metal. So after a while, you get an indication in the cab that you have hot wheel bearings and you got to check it out. But then you got to figure out what car is coming from. But if you got 150 cars, by the time the signal gets to you, it could be too late because the wheel then got too hot. And that's what the the uh, the uh, transportation safety board then already determined was that the wheel bearings got hot and caught on fire, and the fire caused the the, the trains to the the stuff to burn, and then that made everything kind of get out of whack, and it just kind of, you know, separated, and everything just derailed. And when you say derailed, there's only a little rail underneath all that big-ass equipment. You know, rails aren't that big. And for them not to, I just think the greediness of it was just so catastrophically sad that, uh, I'm going to read a story on this, but during what's popping, I'm going to get on, how these managers of these railroads and the owners of these railroads are just using these crew members who are regular, like in the military, enlisted people. They're just regular union people. You know what I mean? They're not the bosses. They're not the managers. They just go out on their run as a conductor, an engineer, doing their thing. But management is piling all these cars on to make less trips and more money. And it's such a sad situation, but... uh. 
Let me, let me read this here story. It says the federal investigators released new details Thursday about the fiery train derailment that spewed toxic chemicals and then uh, wreaked, ha- wreaked uh, havoc and all up in uh, what's called East uh, Palatine, um, Ohio. Okay, the initial fire started on February 3rd, okay, when the Norfolk Southern rail car carrying um, plastic pellets had uh, heated by a hot axle. So that's what I'm saying. The, the axle, the, the bearings is connected to the axle and the wheels and everything, and it just got so hot that you you can compare it to when you get a flat tire, you know, and you keep driving, and now your rim is on the street, and you see sparks, sparks on asphalt or sparks on cement or sparks on tar. After a while, it's going to make fire. So that's what you can kind of constitute it to, all right? So anyway, okay. um, there was a hot journal, and this person named uh, Jennifer Homely, she's the chair of the National Transportation the safety board. She said the temperature of the bearings increased as the train uh, passed two wayside detectors. Now, detectors is what they call, like they say, wayside detectors are like uh, anything else out there that gives you an indication. And they have stuff also that, like, say you have in between, like passenger trains, for example, between the cars they have cables. One carries the lights and one carries everything. And, and if that, if that, if that cable falls off between cars, they have what's called a drag a drag detector, which means something is dragging from your train, and that hits a detector, and everybody sees it. The control center sees it, and everybody in, informs the the engineer that you hit the drag bar, and they call it, you hit the drag detector, pull over, and check out what wire fell out between your cars and all. But this was a detector that detects the heat sensors. So they went through two different, two or three different sensors, and the heat kept getting hotter and hotter and hotter because they had 150 cars. Damn. You know what I mean? And you've seen a car on a train, on a uh, freight train. It's long as hell anyway, but you got 150 of those. Well, you should only have about maybe 50 maybe and make three trips. But they want to do 150 and make one trip. And the people receiving it saying, oh, cool, we can get more of our, our whatever they use in their citric nitrate, whatever they use it for, whether they're using it to make rain or bug juice or whatever it's made for, you know, red flag or I'm sure it's for some type of toxic shit that kills either bugs or roaches or whatever, you know. Anyway, hmm. so the investigator has not determined uh, how, how the defects really happen with things, but a total of 38 cars was derailed, 38 of them. Just, and when, when trains derailed, they just kind of go like a, a scissor aspect. They were derailed in East Palestine, and they kind of like spilled all this stuff. So what they did, they started a controlled explosion to start burning all of the chemicals because they knew the chemicals was completely dangerous. And I don't know if you saw footage of it on TV where you got this big cloud just like, you know, Hiroshima when they dropped a nuclear weapon on uh, on Japan. You know, it yeah. just blew oh, okay. up in the air, and people are living right there. And then you got dead fish in the water and frogs and fish and birds. and I mean, if you live next to a pond, a nice creek or a, creek or a nice brook where the water's just trickling, you look, oh, look at the beautiful fish, the beautiful fish. 
and you look and the fish are dead. What the hell yeah. you gonna think as a human being, right? There you, you go. Think, what the fuck? The fish yeah, are dead. They're on their backs. The frogs are dead. The tadpoles are dead. Everything is dead. Birds are flying. They're dead. The crows that sit on top of the trees, they're dead. So something is killing somebody. And the human beings knew it because nobody went out there. But now, a week later, after things have subsided, everybody's trying to go out there and, you know, do their thing instead of people saying, well, we're going to just be honest and say, well, we'll go out there when it calms down because Transportation Secretary Buttigieg, what's his name? Am I saying it right? Buttigieg? He uh, goes out there a few like days it. later. But then, but then he gets trumped by Trump. And Trump's out there giving out mega hats. Yeah, well, you see, Biden's not here and all that, and you know, so so Trump is like, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? This is a serious situation that has to do with America. Barack Obama's not out there, isn't he an ex-president just like you? Mm-hmm. So why the hell are you out there when you ain't nothing but a fucking ex-president? Because he's out I mean, there campaigning. That's what he was campaigning. Give, and he's out there giving out mega hats and all those jokers in Ohio that are Trumpers anyway. Oh, yeah, I got my mega hat. Okay, so you forgot about the fish that are dying, right? You so worry oh, about your red about mega hat. Water. Don't forget about the Trump water he was giving up. Yeah, he's giving out water. Yeah, take water down. And then you throw out paper towels water. to the people. And then he had the flooding in Puerto Rico where he's throwing out paper towels to everybody. Yeah, here's the paper yeah. towels, roll of paper towels. I mean, we, we can't make, I'm saying that because we cannot make a mockery over something that's very serious. You know, the politics get involved, and all the crap gets involved, and Fox News gets involved, and now it turns, and now all of a sudden, five years from now, you'll hear about all these people in Ohio that's got lawsuits because they got cancer up their ass. And, and I'll, I'll close on that particular situation is that once people start getting cancer and they start you know, breaking out with stuff. Now, where's all the hype and hoopla with that? Nobody cares. Now they got to get their own law, the lawsuits and their own lawyers, and, and nobody is fighting with them while they can't breathe anymore and on respirators. And, you know, it's just a sad situation how we just Absolutely. politicize everything and put stuff on the back burner. And when people start dying now, people look at them like, oh, well, there ain't no lawsuit, and then you got lawyers fighting against them. It's just an atrocity. It's a whole, it's a whole atrocity. And, and like I said, in, 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 in the segment of uh, what's popping, I'm going to talk about, you know, white management of uh, of that company of uh, Norfolk Southern, how they were so worried about making money that they didn't give a damn about nobody. So that's All what right. I got right now we're on gonna, this story. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with the cocktail of the week on the Pajama Party Show. This right is the back. Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. The Pajama Party is produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment at www.dchomegrown.com. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. And tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved just for you at the pajama party. So call us now. And remember, it's PJs only 
no clothes allowed. Pass it on. Log on to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner or call 914-803-4306. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. Is it tea time, darling? Hi, welcome back to John Party. I'm with Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. And it's time for the cocktail of the week, week, week with Kettle. What you got good for us this week, Kettle? Well, this one is called Across the Pacific. We got to go way across the Pacific and go get it. <laughs> All right. Um... This includes um, Appleton Reserve Rum, one ounce of Appleton Reserve Rum, a half an ounce of Smith & Cross Jamaican Rum, sounds pretty good, a half an ounce of Urbano Amaro, which is an herbal liqueur, also three-fourth ounces of lime juice, freshly squeezed, of course, three-fourth ounces of um, the Arget, that's another liqueur. Um, we're going to garnish it with the lime wheel and um, grated nutmeg. So we're going to add all these ingredients into a shaker, just one ice cube, and shake until the ice melts and mixture is frothy. Pour into a rock glass filled with crushed ice and garnish with the lime wheel and grated nutmeg. And that is called Across the Pacific. All right. That thing sounds good. Burn. All that rum. You try oh, that, Papa? <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely try it. Okay. okay. Well, the cocktail That'll of the week is brought good. to you by and DC Homegrown and Cattle. And we're going to kick it back over to you, Papa Didi. We got to right. get to what's popping. So uh, you know the question. What's popping? What's popping is, is like, you know, I want to I want to uh, put my railroad hat on and talk about the little people. You know, you know, like in any industry, you have management and you have union. You know, and the people that drive these trains, I mean, I just hope and pray to God that they're okay because they really have nothing to do with the orders that are handed down to them. Because the people that are in management, upper management. They're the ones that set the trend on what's going to be taken. They make the agreements with the people that are receiving the products from where they go get the products from and who they're delivering the products to and all that jazz. And then they hand it down to the little people, the conductors and the engineers who who, who go through much training and much much everything, you know, all, all the different stuff they have to learn when it comes to rules of the railroad, you know, signals and switches and everything that has to do with being a conductor or engineer or a brakeman or what have you. But then they get greedy because now, like I said, that train had 150 cars on it. And in my opinion, that don't make no damn sense. When you could put 50 cars on it and make three trips, you know, that way the, the train can move a little faster. When you got 150 cars on there, it puts more weight. So now most of your trains, your freight trains, the maximum speed they go is about 70, 75 miles an hour at the most. But they never do that because their load is so heavy that they're only trucking down the road at about 35, 40 miles an hour, you know. And you've seen them. You've been at railroad crossing. You look up and the train is going by the railroad crossing. 
but now you see why people are getting killed on all different aspects. What about the people that are getting killed when they try to go around a railroad crossing? People live in these rural areas. They know that that train is long as hell, and they know that it's 20 minutes to 8, and they got to be to work at 8 o'clock. So if they don't go around this railroad crossing, they won't get to work until 8.30, 8.45, because 150 cars is going to take at least 30 minutes. So they take the risk to go around it, and every now and, then, and now and then, you hear about somebody getting smashed by a train going around a railroad crossing. So it's, it's twofold. It's, it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's a double-edged sword where you're holding up people. You got too much for the conductors and engineers. And all the fat managers back at the plants and at the control centers are making money because they, they sent all this nitrate to Detroit. And they got it there, and they sent all this product. And in 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 uh, Norfolk Southern's account, drops five million dollars, as a collecting as opposed to collecting two million dollars three times. They got six million dollars on one run. You understand what I'm saying? It's the greed that begins it all. The greed begins the hazard. The greed mm. begins all the stuff that just flows from anything being overzealous, overdone. You know, it's almost like putting too much damn chicken in a pot when you're frying. You need room for the for the, the chicken to to fry, to move around a little bit. You ever see people when they frying chicken, they got like nine damn legs in one pot and can't nothing do shit because you didn't make no room for the shit to fry. You know, I'm just making a bullshit example, but... I'm just saying, it's the same. Aspect. I know what you're saying. Everything needs room to breathe. And that train, to me, was so neglectful. And then they tried to get these people $1,000 per family that was that lies to complain, which showed guilt right there. Now they're going to make $6 million off this run. So what's $1,000 to the railroad, that railroad, and they blatantly said, okay, anybody complained about can't breathe or coughing, we're going to give you $1,000. Who the fuck told them $1,000 was real money? Right? $1,000 ain't shit. You could spend that in five minutes. How long would $1,000 last you in Vegas? Or Atlantic City? <laughs> you know. I mean, it's just the, the, the admission of guilt was just gross. Now you got people filing major, major lawsuits. Now they're getting scared. But you never should open your mouth about that $1,000. That was their idea of give $1,000. Like, what the hell you think? Why does everybody think that everybody's just so poor and so stupid that they'll fall for anything? And then the ignorance of the people that think that people are going to fall for that. That's what's really sad. So, and like I said, in closing, I really thought that Norfolk Southern was a nice railroad. They had nice engines. They did good stuff. They was up and down the railroad doing their thing. But they ain't nothing but whores like all the rest of them. You know, and I hope these lawsuits break their ass. I hope that people that file these lawsuits and get their money so if they get some kind of adverse situation like cancer or stuff going forward, they can have something financially to take the blow off of how their lives are going to be changed if they unfortunately have to deal with some type of uh, health setback. So good luck to the people. And fuck the railroad. All right? I'm going to leave it at that. Okay, now. I heard that. 
<laughs> okay. Whew. He said, "F the railroad." Yeah. Okay, Yeah, somebody messed up and opened their mouth and said, "Well, let's just give them a thousand dollars. They'll take it." Thousand dollars. I'm like, "Oh, crazy. y'all messed up." Because now they know that you got it. some money in your pocket. Because they yeah. thought they was going. Because they knew they was riding. They figured they riding through a little poor white trash neighborhood, and everybody gonna jump. About thousand dollars. They well, shot themselves in the clip with that statement. No, they ain't. They happening. sure did. All right, they well, let's keep it moving. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna keep, keep it moving. I'm gonna shift over to. Weird news. Lighten it up. <laughs> yeah, gonna lighten it up. Lighten All right. it up. All what right, what you got? What you got? I'm up first. I'm gonna talk about this Japanese artist. He's been turning heads with uh, this freaky flesh-like accessories that he's been making. Uh, He's actually a Japanese DJ, and now he makes these flesh-like accessories with things that look, like, too real. People think that this stuff is real. He has accessories that look like a severed finger, which is an ink stamp. So it's a severed finger ink stamp. He has pendants that you can wear around your neck that has a blinking eye that looks like a real flesh blinking eye on a ball or something. And he has purses that has like a mouth on it with a beard stubble. It's stuff that he says is inspired by horror movie special effects. But this stuff looks really real and it's tripping people out. So, uh you know, once he came out with this stuff, his name is, I'm trying to find his name. Where is his name? He goes by, oh, Masataka Toshido, also known as DJ Doe. He gets commissioned to make dozens of these offbeat creations. And he said in the beginning, everybody thought it was just gross because it looked too real. You know, when he had that severed finger thing, it looked like a severed finger. But once people started to, you know, kind of warm up to it, folks started really getting into it. So he sells these things like he has USB devices that look, you know, very real uh, body parts and stuff. He sells his stuff for between $1,100 to like $4,500. And people are into it. Some people think it's too gross and too freaky, but you got people that are willing to pay up to $4,500 for some of his freaky flesh-like accessories. So, all right, Mr. Shishido, you freaky. I mean, what are people using it for? Just for show? I'm, well, like I'm the one that's something. a purse. One of them is a handbag. Uh, the severed finger is an ink stamp. So I guess if it's like to... I don't know, stamp your return address or something like that. The blinking eye thing, I don't know what that's for. It's more like a necklace. It's a pendant. But the thing actually blinks, and it looks like a real eyeball. So (laughs) go figure. Okay. Okay. That's my weirdness. All right. What you got, Kevin? Um, Las Vegas. Um, Thieves still... Cadillac converter from Wiener Mobile. Okay. Y'all had nothing else to do. 
Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile has been dogged by some thieves in L.A., in Las Vegas. 27-foot hot dog-shaped vehicle was in Sin City this past weekend for a series of events tied to Super Bowl weekend. But early Friday morning, the Wiener Mobile Cadillac converter was stolen. As a result, the Wiener Mobile engine just couldn't cut the mustard. <laughs> so it had oh, to be towed boy. to a local truck rental facility uh, to the shock of employees. Um, a hot dog truck, no way, he says, uh, Rodriguez. Uh, imagine like a huge hot dog in the middle of your bay. There's all these other trucks, and you got to work on this. Um, the crew did a minor repair to fit the Wiener uh, Mobile with the temporary catalytic converters that allowed it to make a previously scheduled 10 a.m. appearance. Man, they had things to do. Um, uh, thefts of catalytic converters, a car part that filters out pollutants, have increased in recent years. Okay. Um, let me see. Toyota Priuses, not novelty meat vehicles are a typical target as their Cadillac converters can be resold for more than a thousand dollars. The oh, Wiener Mobile first that. hit the road yeah, the the Wiener Mobile first hit the road in Chicago in nineteen thirty six. Wow. As it has since expanded to a fleet of six, each traveling at about thousand thousand a week. Wow. Interesting. Didn't know. No, well, I didn't know that Wiener, either. Wiener yeah, Mobile. Wiener Mobile. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's a weird one. All right, Papa Didi, what you got? Papa Didi? Hello. You there, Papa? Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yeah. All right. What do anyway, you hear uh, You got uh, this happened in England. This was a, uh, a thief admitted stealing thousands of, uh, you know, the Cadbury cream uh, Easter eggs, you know, mm-hmm. commercial to go, bah, 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 bah. do you think he's a, I think. He's oh, a, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Easter Bunny. Yeah, he's acting like he's something other, some kind of other animal. Anyway, this happened in London. The Associated Press reported that a man was, uh, who uh, prosecutors said broke into a, uh, United Kingdom uh, Industrial Park to uh, steal almost 200,000 chocolate Easter eggs. Easter eggs has uh, pleaded guilty on theft and criminal criminal damage. Now, remember the number 200,000, because I guess he thought he was stealing 200,000 and had the same equivalent as far as money was concerned. Okay. But the prosecutor said that Tuesday that his name was uh, Joby Poole, like a swimming pool, first name Joby, J-O-B-Y, 32 years old, nothing to do with his 32-year-old life, but still fucking Easter eggs. Boy, what a wasted person. Anyway, he used a metal grinder to break through a metal grinder now, so he's mechanically inclined. So he takes his 32-year-old ass, he's mechanically inclined, so he gets a metal grinder and breaks through a gate and an industrial park in an area called uh, Tefford uh, Central England on Saturday. Then used a stolen semi-truck. Well, he stole a truck, too. This guy's very talented. He's using all the wrong shit. Then he used a stolen semi truck to tow away a trailer that was located with uh, that was loaded, excuse me, with a Cadbury cream eggs, all right, and other chocolate goods that was worth. Now get this, he stole two hundred thousand 
eggs that's only worth $38,000. You couldn't get a dollar wow. piece for them motherfuckers. That's a goddamn shame. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, being the fact you stole 200,000 eggs and only worth 38000 that shit must be sold for a quarter piece. But anyway. Wow. So, uh, the Westmoreland uh, police tweeted Monday that shortly after the break-in, officers stopped the vehicle, presumably, uh, you know, portion of the proposed to be a Easter Bunny. You know, they they look they they look at the vehicle and there's all the Easter Bunny on the side of the damn vehicle. Okay, oh, on the highway, and they arrested the man. Okay, now he didn't throw any kind of can of flies over top the the, the truck. But they're looking for Easter eggs that are stolen. Stole the truck, didn't camouflage it or spray over top of it, but it's Easter bunnies going down the highway after it's been reported. So it was an easy catch. All right. So prosecutor, a guy named Owen, uh, Owen Beal, said Poole gave up when he realized the police were after him. Poole walked toward the police, to the police with his hands up. He was arrested and loaded, and uh, they recovered all the, the Easter eggs that he stole. Okay, he added that uh, Poole had planned the theft and that he had previously was convicted for handling stolen goods as well. So this guy was just, you know, he's got nothing else to do with his life. But, uh, oh, my God. He's very sad. Very sad. Well, I'm putting him yeah, on the kids' list for just being a dumb criminal. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, we okay. just done. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, on that note, we're going to take a commercial break. I'm still shaking my head over Mr. Poole. God, what is going on with him? Okay, we're going to take a commercial break, and we'll be back on the other side of the break with, I'm just saying, on the Pajama Party Show. Stay tuned. You are listening to the original Pajama Party with Papa Didi, Red Wine, and myself, Kettle. You can listen to us on Deezer, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. So sit back and get your favorite cocktail and listen to your favorite pajama party crew wherever you get your podcast, because we are everywhere. All right, welcome back to John Party. One of your favorite names, your Kettle. Hello. And red wine. A bonsoir, darling. All right. Red wine, you ready to do your thing? Oh yeah. All, All right. right. Ready, so, ready, ready. All right, take it away, red wine. But uh, I'm just saying. All right. Thank you so much. Tonight, I'm just saying. Please stop talking. <laughs> That's my topic. Please stop talking. Now, this is about the resident QAnon nut from Georgia, your girl, Marjorie Taylor Greene. She has come out with a proposal where she wants to divide the country, okay? She wants to divide the country based on blue states and red states. She calls it a national divorce. She said, she tweeted it out a few days back, talking about she thinks that the country needs a national divorce. And to that, I say, Marjorie, please, just stop talking. Just stop 
talking. Stop tweeting. Stop talking. Why they allowed this crazy woman to be on the Homeland Security Committee is a mystery to me. But clearly, she doesn't understand the meaning of Homeland or security. If she thinks that taking the country backwards to pre-Civil War days is going to solve anything. Now, she claims that so-called woke culture is ruining the country and that a national divorce is the answer, along with reducing the size of government. So she wants to kill thousands and thousands of well-paying government jobs and get rid of government oversight that keeps a whole lot of crap at bay and people like her and her QAnon friends from running amok. But what about the states that are considered purple? You know, everything is not, like they say, black and white. And when it comes to politics, everything is not blue and red. Some states are considered purple. But her dumb behind didn't think about that. So what side, Marjorie, would the, the purple states be part of? You know, but you were too stupid to think about that when you opened your mouth talking about your idiotic proposal to have a national divorce. I'm just saying, Marjorie, please do us all a favor and just stop talking. The majority of what you say is either ignorant, incorrect, ill-conceived, inconsiderate, or just plain unnecessary. Child, please go sit down somewhere and stay off of Twitter. Now, this is supposed to be the United States of America, united being the key word, right? But if her proposal ever could happen, which I don't think it ever would, but if it ever could happen, what would happen to the united part? Because after all, that's what the whole point was, to be united, to be stronger together as a united country. But look at how we can hardly get along with each other now, being united. Imagine what this country would be like if the country was divided according to her plan. They might as well just set the whole thing on fire, put it in a basket, and send it down the river. Put it out of its misery. Because it would just be a mess. It would be a hot, flaming, stinking mess if something like that were to happen. Hopefully, no reasonable people in Congress would ever even seriously entertain her idiocy. But I'm just saying, she could just do all of us one big favor and divorce herself from her congressional seat. How about that, Marjorie? You want a divorce? Divorce yourself from Congress. Take your ignorant behind back to that backwoods place in Georgia, along with your QAnon friends and followers, all your little backwards ideas, because we don't need none of it. We don't need you, and we don't need none of your stupidity. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, Marjorie Taylor Green, do us all a favor, please, girl, and just stop talking. That's all I'm saying. Just stop. Okay. That was a good one talking about we need a national divorce no we need a divorce from you okay wow oh girl she works my nerves she really does okay and I got her on the kiss it list too okay all right you got to kiss the other long list so far 
<laughs> yeah, they adding up this week. They adding up. Mm-hmm. Well, oh boy! All right. Mm-hmm. It's time for living for the city. If you're ready, Papa, or do you need a commercial break? You need a breather. No, After no, I'm good. I'm good. Put Marjorie in her place. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just I want to play on that for a minute and say, uh, you know, why don't we try to grant her wishes so she can see how much or how how would she get along without. Without, let's just say black folks. We ain't gonna talk about all this. Who who else is she put on our side? She giving us the American Indian and the Spanish people too. Oh, she said red and blue. So the Democratic no, states I mean, would be their own country, and the Republican right. states, I guess, would be their own country. Well, there's people behind a political party. So let's mm-hmm. talk about the people as opposed to the political party. People go and vote. The party don't vote for itself. People vote for their party. But once she gathers all these people, why don't we just disappear and get out of her way and get out of her hair and let her see what she can do without all this black entertainment and all this stuff that black people and flavorful people bring to the table every single day, whether you're in a mall or whether you're doing anything, when you see a group of black people just, you know, just keeping the flavor going, you know? And people yeah. copycatting them. I mean, just let her see for a day. What would it be like without, we ain't going to talk about another race of people. What would it be without black people for one day? Just one day. You know, no more chucking and jiving, no more shooting the breeze, no more, you know, cleverness when it comes to whatever. You know, take away all the black comedians, the black singers, Entertainers, Beyonce, Mary J, everybody. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm sure in less than forty eight hours they would all die of boredom. Yeah, but take away all the little rap music that uh that goes with all the advertisement, you know? All the stuff that goes along with the beats of everything. Take away all from all the programs. Everything we got going on, the voice and everything, just Make all that lily white. Everything you got going on on TV, lily white. When you watch any show, uh, The Price is Right or anything, just make everybody white, you know. Let's make a deal. You know, take Wayne Brady out, put a white guy in there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, these are the things we're talking about that you want to get rid of. You want to get rid of it, get rid of all of it. We don't need to see (laughs) any of it, you know. Take away Gail King and put all white folks on all three networks in the morning, ABC, CBS, let all the white Fox. And you know how it is when you look at Fox, you say, damn, how the fuck I end up here? You know, how long, <laughs> when you go on Fox by mistake, how long do you stay on that channel? For like two minutes? You say, damn, soon as you see your boy Hannity or the other guy, you're like, ooh, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to turn it all in, turn it all in. You know, LeBron James, everything they got to do with black entertainment, you name it, everything. Anything they got to do with everything. And let her see how quiet it would get if we just eradicated all the blackness that she just goes through the world humming and singing like it's no big deal. Pull back Motown and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? 
Mm-hmm. It's what she don't realize. She don't realize that she's walking through a world that's full of color. And it's just so much of a part of her life that she don't see it. So when you answer, so what are you really trying to stop when you want to just divorce? Who the fuck are you divorcing from? Because you're so locked into everybody that you don't even realize what you like or dislike. So it's just, it's scary. It really is. Yeah. Anyway, I just think in a nutshell, she's not seeing the big picture on what she's talking about. She's just thinking about the little people in front of her and what, you know, let's just, let's just change it all and change it. Yeah. Please. It would be a mess. Mm-hmm. Total mess. So, yeah, I just wanted to use that segue on that particular situation because when, I don't think it is, I don't think she even realized how deeply rooted she is in the black culture. The, the things she even says, you know, all the black conversation that white people got when they talk their own Ebonics, you know. Everybody got their own Ebonics going on now. Their own thing. So, mm-hmm. anyway, I just wanted to put that out there and say that uh, she done lost her mind because, you know, black folks damn near run all this shit. Half the entertainment you see every day on TV Musically and everything is is a direct pot a direct a direct product. So I, I I'm saying all that to say I really wish her ass would try. Please. <laughs> exactly. Give me a break. Yeah. She's crazy. Okay. All right. That was a good one, Pop. <laughs> we all know. Put on her place, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, they would be bored out of their minds in less than 48 hours. Especially with especially with Rain Brady, on let's make a deal. Yeah, he's Steve just Harvey one of many. Uh, 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 I mean, what would the uh, NBA look like? What would the NFL look like? Oh, wow! Wow! You know, uh, it's like it, it would be sport. across the board. They would know what to do, which way to turn. Yeah. But, all right. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep it moving. Keep it moving. <laughs> it's time for Kettle and the Hollywood wrap-up. You ready, Whoa. Kettle? Take a you little need a... Okay. Yeah, it's time to refresh. Time to refresh my cocktail. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, everybody, go get, <laughs> get your refreshing of the beverages. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back on the other side of the break with Kettle and the Hollywood Rapper. This is Kettle, and this is Red Wine. If you like news, but you like the weirdest kind, you're in the right place. Join us every Friday night for the Pajama Party Weird News. We find stories each week about some of the strangest and oddest news stories around. If there's ghost driving, stupid criminals getting caught, or just bizarre medical stories, we report it right here on the Pajama Party Weird News. It's funny and informative, and we look forward to it every week. And you will, too. If you like weird news like we do, join us every Friday night on the Pajama Party Show. It's a weird world out there, and we'll tell you all about it. Right here on the Weird News, where we celebrate the weirdness.
Sorry, welcome back to the party. My name is Papa Didi. I'm here with Hello. Hey, man, what? Bonsoir, darling. And it's time for a kettle and a Hollywood rapper. Take it away. All right, Kevin. All right. This is interesting. Now, Rihanna's Super Bowl show clocks more FCC complaints than the um, Sam Smith satanic mass at the Grammy. Rihanna's halftime show, the Super Bowl, elicited more complaints from TV viewers than Sam Smith. The Diamond Singer halftime speculate at the State Farm Stadium, Arizona, earlier this month, drew 102 complaints to the Federal Commission's uh, of Federal Communications Commission. Wow. Um, she performed a medley of her biggest hits, and um, they said they it was inappropriate touching and dance moves, very raunchy for a family to watch. One Illinois viewer um, wrote, little kids do not need to see this. Another complaint blasted the sexualization and genital grabbing calling them too far inappropriate for a family sport event. And uh, another viewer said, I will not watch this again next year if this is how you are going to disrespect our nation. Wow and wow again. Interesting. Okay. Whatever. That's what I say. Whatever. What else is going to happen? I mean, you know, look at the Janet Jackson thing. I mean, that was a mishap, but you know, always complaining about us. I mean, going back to what you said, Papa, if we weren't in it, then it would be so boring. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also in the uh, Hollywood, Serena Williams to receive um, honor at NAACP Image Awards. Um, she will be honored for her tennis achievements, business success, and efforts to uplift the community at the NAACP Image Awards this weekend. Um, and now it's on Thursday. She'll receive the Jackie Robinson Sports Award during the ceremony, um, which will air on um, Saturday uh, at B- on BET. Uh, the award recognizes individuals in sports with high achievement and athletes along with their pursuit of social justice, civil rights, and community involvement. Kudos to her. Okay. Um, also in the news, interesting, is Drake retiring. What he said about quitting music. I think he's going to quit rap music. Uh, Drake has spilled all about the future of his uh, music career in a new interview. Drake has um, sparked rumors over potential retirement from music in a new podcast interview. Wow. Um, fans have, of course, reacted to the news. It's impossible. Um, bowing out of the rap scene. And he, here's what Drake said. Wow. He um said, you know, a lot of people were saying that he was talking about it in his some of his music, recent music. But um, who knows? He may choose another genre. Maybe rap is just not for him right now. Who knows? I'm not sure. But we have to wait and see. Um, Judge Mathis is back. Um, on the hills of Warner Brothers reportedly decided to end the run of their long-running sitcom, Judge Masters, about 24 seasons. Um, fans of Judge Masters should rest easy. Byron Allen 
Media Company has acquired the judge's services. The new judge, Mathis, hour-long series will premiere in the fall of 2023. Great. Okay. Kudos to Byron Allen. He, he is on. Well, that Byron Allen is doing his thing. I'm talking about, yeah, that's a bad dude right there. Um, also, the um, back to the NAACP um, Awards. Um, the 54th uh, Awards have unveiled their first round of winners in the non-televised award categories before the live airing of the award ceremony on Saturday, which is 25th, coming up. Um, the Group Tims won for Outstanding International Songs. Chris Brown for Outstanding Male Artist, and uh, Rihanna for Outstanding Music Video. Um, your folks, Silk Sonic, Outstanding Duo and Group Collaboration. Woo! Um, yeah, and uh, Erica Campbell for Outstanding Gospel or Christian Song. Wow. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Good for her. So you guys check it out. Yep, on Saturday. Um, also in the news, Robin Roberts. She was in D.C. this weekend. The Get Up D.C. anchor captured, um, he took a picture with uh, Robin Roberts, um, Tony Perkins. He um, presented an award to um, Robin Roberts at the uh, Peabody Award. Um, He was there that it was at the um, National Press Foundation Awards. That's what it was um, in D.C. at the um, Waldorf Astoria. So uh, she was not there today. She was uh, hanging out this past weekend with uh, Tony Perkins. All right. Kudos to her. That's what's up. And last but not least, um, a trailer for Monique Netflix. My name is Monique. Um, Hot on the heels of the release of the BET film The Reading, also in her debut on the Star's um, hit series, the, BM, the BMF, comes the trailer of Monique's Netflix special. Finally, my name is Monique. Kudos to her. After 13 years off the Hollywood grid, Monique is on a mission to rebuild her career and reclaim her seat on the throne as the queen of comedy. Kudos to Monique. Okay. And uh, one more surprise, Debrat and her wife, Jessica Dupart, they're having a baby. Dubrat carried the baby, and they were on the um, uh, Sherry Shepherd show. Uh, so they announced that uh, surprise. Mm-hmm. So congrats to them. And that's my Hollywood wrap-up. Okay. All kind of stuff going on. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. The brat is having a baby, okay. The brat having a brat. All right. Yeah, uh-huh. Well, they, you know, they had made a decision that she would carry it because uh, her wife had um, other complications um, as far as um, uh, medical complications and things with her. So. Okay. Yep, so All that right. was the reason why. Well, congrats to them. Uh, let's see, we're down to... The Kiss It list. Uh, Papa Didi, can you explain to the listeners what exactly is the Pajama Party Kiss It list? Well, as you see, it's going to be crucified, folks. 
do the show they butt, and uh, we're going to give it to them in the sense of, uh, you know, a gift. And uh, let's see, who you like on the kiss list first there? Uh, let's see. Let's go with Trump giving out the hats and the Trump water down there in uh, Ohio, down there low-key campaigning. Like, he really didn't even need to be there, but he showed up. Talking about, oh, Biden's over there in the, uh, over in the Ukraine area where he should be right here, but I'm here. Like, you have no official capacity, so what's your point? So I got him on the list. Uh, Joby Poole, that's the candy thief that stole the Cadbury candy. That was just stupid. The way he did that, I put him on the list for just being stupid. Uh, Let's see. Oh, Marjorie Taylor Greene for running her mouth, saying her usual stupid stuff. But for another reason, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. Lauren Boebert is the uh, congressperson from Colorado. Both of them uh, tweeted out comments after the Super Bowl complaining about the singing of the of Lift Every Voice and Sing. Both of them had issues with it. Marjorie Taylor Greene said she thought it was disgraceful and that it was uh, divisive. And Lauren Boebert from Colorado said that America only has one anthem and that the NFL is trying to divide the country. I'm like, okay, Lauren, you need to talk to your girl, Marjorie, because she's the one trying to divide the country, in case you haven't heard. So I'll put both of them on the kissing list. Um, Also, I've got, uh, are you guys familiar with the comic strip Dilbert? And you see it in the newspapers and stuff? Mm Mm-hmm. This guy who creates Dilbert, his name is Scott Adams. Well, come to find out, he's a racist. He's been Mm. encouraging his YouTube white listeners to embrace segregation to escape black people because he refers to black people as a hate group. Apparently, he feels intimidated in some kind of way and fearful about black people, so he's encouraging his white listeners to embrace segregation, to avoid the hate group of black people. I was like, what? These people are crazy. I'm telling you, it's some mess going on out here. What what are they on? Oh Lord. That's mm. that's everybody I have on my list. Anybody else? Any other contenders for this week's kiss it list? Um, the person that stole the um Cadillac converter thing. Oh, right. The mm-hmm. thief in Vegas yeah. stole the yes. the Wiener Mobile yep. catalytic converter. Yep. You're on the kiss it. Mm. Anybody else? Anybody else? Let's see. We got Trump. We got... Oh, uh, Papa Didi. Didn't you want to put those managers from um, 
the train, uh, the company, the train that derailed, I can't remember the company. Was that not CSX? It was, um, oh, gosh, I can't think of the company now. The train company responsible for the derailment that happened in Ohio, the managers, whoever okay. made the decision to put that many cars on that train, whoever was involved in that decision, and whoever put out the idea of pay the people $1,000, all of y'all are on the kiss of this. Yeah, let's see. Anybody else? Anybody else? Going once? Going twice. All right? I think that's it. All right. Well, we have a special gift for everybody on this week's Kiss It List. And here Kiss is. my entire ass. Kiss my Irish ass. You better kiss my Irish ass. This world kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. You can just kiss my ass. Baby, you can just kiss my ass. Oh. You can't kiss my Okay, <laughs> we're down to the last word. Um, Papa Didi, you there? You want to give us your last word for tonight? All right. Can't see conked out on us. <laughs> yeah. What, All right. What's your last word? Mm-hmm. My last word is these politicians are tripping. All of this stuff is a diversion. We need to pay attention. You know, they're all hyped up on this phrase of wokeness. So I think we need to just completely get away from that phrase. Let's not worry about woke. How about we just stay conscious? How about we just mm. stay aware? Don't get sidetracked by the bullcrap. That's my last word. Don't get sidetracked by the bullcrap. Pay attention. Mm. Be aware. Okay. All right. That's my last word. What's your last word, Kevin? Um, my last word is, um, I don't know. These people out here, y'all need to stop doing what y'all doing as far as killing from other people. Um, go out there and go get your own. And, uh, you know, do the old-fashioned thing. People work hard for what they want, not steal from other people. And I'm just getting sick and tired of that. After a while, it seems like we're going to become the wild, wild west. Everybody's going to carry a gun and... I hope that 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 does not, um, you know, fruition. I just I just don't believe in that. So, just yeah. uh, go out there and get your own stuff. You know, go hustle and do do whatever you got to do, but don't knock somebody in the head to get what you want. You know, just get it yourself. So that's my yeah, don't take somebody else's. Go earn your own. All right. Let's see, Papa Didi, did you come back in the room? Otherwise, we're gonna wrap it up. <laughs> 
and say good night. And we thank everybody for hanging out with us. And we'll do it again next week. Um, I think that's about it. Don't miss the uh, NAACP Awards. That's coming on when, Cattle? Tomorrow, right? Saturday. Mm -hmm. Oh, tomorrow is Saturday. Okay. Yep. I've lost track of the day. Yeah. (laughs) I had to think about it. Like, well, what's today? Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's tomorrow on on BET, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 8 Mm -hmm. p.m. Eastern. So make sure you catch that. You know, that's a program where we are acknowledging us. So Mm -hmm. let's, you know, check that out and support that. Because sometimes, you know, we don't get acknowledged in other settings. I'll just say it that way. So okay. let's True support that. those who support <laughs> us. That's what I'm trying right. to say. I'm trying to be nice. So let's support those right. who support us. I don't oh, know. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good know. one. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Support those who support us. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. We're going to say goodnight and get on out of here. And we'll check y'all next week on the Pajama Party Show. Say goodnight, Kettle. Goodnight. Uh, Papa Didi. On behalf of Papa Didi, goodnight. (laughs) And this is Red One signing off. Until next week, peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? Right, yes, so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Put some